on this episode of AV Weekly Wrap Up 2016. What were the biggest stories according to our panelists? Also look ahead to 2017 and beyond. All that and more next on AV Weekly. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. AV Week is brought to you by our fine group of underwriters, companies like Atlas IED. This is AV Week, recorded Friday, December 23rd, 2016. AV Nation's Consolidated Christmas. Ready. AV, AV Week. Performing scan. Week. Online. This is AV Week. This is AV Week, your weekly wrap-up of audiovisual news and information. My name is Tim Albright. I am your host. Good afternoon, good evening, good night, whenever you are listening to this fine podcast. Thank you so much for downloading it. With me to chat about everything and the biggest stories of the year, which is what we typically do at the end of the year, first of the, of the new year, is uh, Josh Schrago. Uh, he is a fine consultant and the editor-in-chief at AV Nation. He's the guy that makes me sound smart. How are you, sir? Working really hard to make you sound smart. You know, it's a job. It's a job. That's a very nice cup you have there. It is. Infocom. An Infocom cup for those of you just doing some. Uh, also with us, his name is Chris Netto. Uh, he works for uh, uh, AV Help Desk. Uh, he's also the host of our MHO show. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you doing, my, my man? I am doing well. Uh, we're also going to have a couple other ammunition folks popping in and out from time to time, so we'll get their takes on what the biggest stories of the year. So that, that's kind of what we do. Um, mm-hmm. Around Christmas time, New Year's, uh, Hanukkah time, we, we take a step back and say, okay, you know what? It's, it's a great time for all of us to have New Year's resolutions. You know, mine is, is perpetually to lose weight uh, and, and, and to grow facial hair. Those are my two. Um, Neither of which is pro- probably possible. Um, I did both of those. And Harry did both of those. Harry, Harry Mead uh, uh, from Scenario is also with us. How are you, sir? Uh, not bad. It was fun that as soon as you pressed record, the, uh, the meeting dropped for me. <laughs> well, you know, that's happened. because I was on my cell phone in the middle of Carroll County, Maryland. But you know what? The fact that you're doing it from your, from your cell phone, and, and I would like to point out from safety reasons, Harry is parked, um, that, uh, that you can do it from your cell phone. So that's kind of cool. Uh, so what we're doing is, is the best of the best in the, or the biggest stories of the year. Uh, so Mr. Strago, we're going to start with you uh, for multiple reasons, but what, what were your big stories coming out of 2016? Uh, <laughs> uh, big stories, network security and the massive amount of attention it's finally getting that it's, that it hasn't gotten in the past, not just in AV, but in the public eye uh, specifically relating, you know, you go back to the DDoS attack about two months ago now and, and just the impact that that's going to have on us moving forward. Uh, and then of course you can't ignore the year of mergers and acquisitions in the AV industry. It's, it's, that's what this year was. How, uh, I can't tell you how many companies got bought anymore because it seems like every other week there was a new one or there was a new uh, merger or there was just something going on and the consolidation of the industry. Um, 
and that's probably going to continue going on into 2017. But I'd say that those were the two biggest stories for me uh, in terms of what really was happening. Yes, there was the wonderful fact that the court case for net neutrality made it through in June, right after I gave my presentation about all the possibilities if it didn't go through. So it was nice to have everything I had said a week before negated by a court. So thank you for that. But it was still a really good year um, in terms of all of those things and all the policy things. And now um, I'm sitting in abject terror in a fetal position most evenings as I think of what's going to come next for tech policy as we move forward. Speaking specifically because we have a, a new president-elect coming into the, into the states. So. Uh, speaking specifically because of who our president-elect is appointing to. I'm just, I'm, I'm just explaining to those outside of the states and in North America that that's kind of where you. And it's not just about about you know President-elect Trump. You're right. It's about. No. no. Who, who I mean, I, I, if, you, if for President-elect Trump to actually make some form of technology policy, he would have to understand more than his 10-year-old son does. And as he stated during the debates, he doesn't. Well, hang on for a second. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not being an apologist. And if you'd like to know who I voted for, it's neither of the, of the two main candidates. And you and I can have an email conversation about that. Um, isn't some of the presidential stuff, though – he doesn't have to know everything, right? I mean, as much as, as people love President Obama, some people love President Obama. He doesn't know everything about technology, but, but couldn't President-elect Trump surround himself with technical people? I mean, he-, well, that, he You're, he you're, you're making my oh. point for me. That was exactly what I said was it wasn't about him. It was about who he's appointing, which is what, a, what terrifies me. Okay, because he, he, he had a nice technology summit. He had freaking, you know, um, not Zuckerberg, but uh, Sheryl Sandberg from-, from you and I have different definitions of the word nice. <laughs> okay, that may be. Um, you, you mentioned mergers and acquisitions. What were your biggest one or two? Well, you'd have to go with Samsung buying Harman being the biggest. Okay. Um, that just being a massive coup almost. And the fact that the commercial aspect of it and even the residential aspect wasn't anywhere mentioned in that deal. It was all about the automotive. Uh, which was a very, which I think was a blow to a lot of a lot of people in the commercial industry because it was not expected that that was going to be the case. Um, I'd say the other ones that come to mind were the sheer amount of integrators. Uh, Diversified bought three different integration companies this year. Uh, AVISPL bought Anderson AV, merged AVISPL with AVISPL got bought themselves. Well, VCs trading companies uh, isn't a buy I, is a buy. I understand, but it, that's it's a different classification when it comes to Granted. somebody who your owner is purchasing a company that offers a service versus uh, purchasing a competitor that offers the same service is two kind of different worlds. Okay. Um, so I would see Anderson, you know, but again, it's it's just a reflection of the number of acquisitions that took place that were integrators buying other integrators was a big deal this year. Uh, and then on top of that, I mean, you can throw the waveguide acquisition in yep. um, that uh, being uh, having a, a technology consulting firm purchased by a service oriented group looking to expand where uh, unification of services can come into play is the very model of everything this industry has been screaming at screaming at itself about for three years. Services, services, services. And now a service, ag a service agency bought another service agency. They just offer different services, but their services are complementary depending on who you're asking. 
It yeah. doesn't matter what the services are anymore. It's just that you're selling services. You no, know, Compass is looking at their client base going, hmm, they need AV. They need, they need you know, both uh, programming expertise, which is part of what WaveGuide does, as well as AV expertise. Mm-hmm. Um, Harry, from your standpoint, what were some of the biggest stories of the year? Um, I've got to piggyback on the, the acquisitions and just the changing landscape of integration. Um, the, uh, the big definitely got bigger. Um, I've had a little bit of a, a different way of, uh, of seeing some, some things this year going from a small mom and pop shop to a really decently mid-sized to upper sized company. Um, just going back and just seeing how different, uh, how different the, the culture is between the everybody wear everybody, all the hats and the, uh, and then getting to where, okay, well, you're a little bit more specialized now and you're able to just sort of do your thing. Um, the, uh, it, it's just, it, it's very weird because I've seen some other integrators in my market go out of business this year. We lost two or three different integrators this year. And, and to be um, real, real specific, Carrie is in the, the Maryland DC area. So that's kind of the, that mid Atlantic area. Yeah. And, uh, I've, the, uh, some of the guys went over to, cause a lot of us had worked at this particular integrator, uh, at some point in our careers. And a lot of the guys went over to the auction that happened a few weeks ago for, for their, uh, remaining gear. Wow. Um, and it was just kind of, I mean, it's just kind of sad because, I mean, that particular company in some form has been around for probably 60 years. But it's gone now. They, could, they couldn't keep up. They, what, uh, what it was was they, they, uh, they couldn't keep up with the changing marketplace. Yeah, I was going to ask you, if you not to get too much into their, into their, into their books, but why you thought that was, and if that's the case, then not yeah. being able to keep up. It's, uh, um, it's, it's just that it's a different it's, – there's a very different style of doing things um, between – and there's, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of bridge between the two different styles. You've got one style, which is very boutique and one-off and, and doing the cool little things, and not necessarily even little things, but the, just the, the more one – the more solo project type deals um, – where you have like a big installation, like a like a big video wall in a lobby, or or something like that, or just a just one-off specialty installations, versus you've got where where I am now at Scenario, we go after full enterprises and take full enterprises from top to bottom, and do all the rooms. So you have everything from your little rooms all the way up to your huge rooms. So it's just, it, it's just, a, and if you're not offering the services that go behind it, going back to the service thing, that's where they're going to go out of business. And I would expect even more to go out of business next year. Jeez. All right, Mr. Chris, what is, uh, what is your take on, on some of the biggest stories of the year? Well, it's hard to follow these two guys because they just pretty much took a big old broad stroke across everything. Um, one of the store, I mean, obviously mergers acquisitions. I mean, when you're talking about this, Snap AB bought a bunch of companies as well, and so did you know Sharp disappeared. They went 
by way of Foxconn. And there's a lot of different um, uh, things that can be said, the big stories and the big splashes. But um, bringing it, I guess, more to a personal level, because that's what we do best at Aviation, because we're still out in the field. Um, you know, me personally, I got to hear the stories of the displaced workers this year. Uh, there has been a lot of people that have um, been moved around. Harry, you know, is one, and there's been others. Um, and and the, I mean, we're happy to say that, you know, I would say 90% of those people have located new jobs because they are talented individuals and talented folks. But, um, you know, hearing their stories of what the people are looking for, everybody's looking for, you know, that, that uh, you know, uh, cheap, you know, uh, person. And, you know, these are qualified individuals. This is not, you know, uh, uh, seven, eight years ago when the market was tough and you were getting people with MBAs out in the, uh, and they were taking jobs for $30,000, $40,000 a year. You know, the AV industry is still producing good numbers. You know, companies are, are actually doing very, very well. Uh, another thing on a personal note, uh, though it's not affecting us on the commercial side, is the advent of voice control. We've been pushing back on the commercial side. No, 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 no. I would refer back to the easiest one I can. Refer back to how is BlackBerry doing after saying that the iPhone would never join the ranks of corporate communications. Well, yeah, and let's, let's, I, and I agree with you. I've actually, I've used that analogy uh, a couple of times in, in some articles that I've written, but uh, that, that analogy, it, without the IT manager in that analogy, it kind of loses it because yeah. uh, the IT manager is the one who said, no, we have our Blackberries. This consumer device will never be on our network. Correct. And without, you know, setting off the fuse from the Mission Impossible, for those who know that movie or TV show, uh, off on, on, on Mr. Schrago, who will come at me with a host of security and privacy issues and stuff like that, just the point of voice control, I'm not talking about the big data side of it, um, is, is something that we're going to have to contend with sooner rather than later on the commercial side. And for the commercial integrators that are sitting here and listening to the show and do not think that you are wrong. It will happen. You will have this start, this requests coming in. And I think that we've basically gotten to the point with voice control where we spoke about this at the, at, at uh, the CI summit over a year ago and everybody looked at us with puzzled looks on their faces that voice and gesture was not there. Not a year later, it's here and people are accepting of it. If you're using it at home, it's acceptable. Don't give me that. It works at home, but I don't care if it works at business. That's not necessarily what your end users are doing. Your end users are going to want to see it. So I think voice has become a, a factor in our industry. Um, from an all-around perspective, I, we just had a, a, an MHO show, and maybe I'm dropping a little bit of a, a, of a tease of what we discussed. But for me, 2016 was the big year for projection mapping. Mm, Why do I yeah. say that? Okay. We got some really, really, really good examples of projection mapping, guerrilla-style projection mapping from a company out in San Francisco called Obscura, who worked with Discovery Channel and, and the endangered uh, species thing that they did in New York City and all across the state, yeah. where they were going around and they built projection to Tesla and were you know, basically doing guerrilla projection uh, on buildings to make people aware of endangered species. And they lit up the Empire State Building. 
and then they're called back in November because during the election there was there was Hillary and there was Donald on the side of the Empire State Building and they were doing a scoreboard. So for our industry, my argument for projection mapping being the biggest thing in AV, it is probably the best way to sell what we do. It is a it's 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 flashy. It's the oh wow, oh my god, look at this. This is an oh wow factor. If you live in Orlando, you see that on a daily basis down at Disney. I'm sure the Meads can attest to the amount of work that it goes into doing their projection mapping, and so will Mr. Schrago. But specifically, that is a very good use of our creativity, our technology, and our know-how, and it's on display. And a company like, excuse me, a company, a trade association like Infocom should take note of something like this. Bring that to Orlando, light up the buildings, Make people in that area come by and take a look at what is going on inside the Trade Center is what we talked about at the MHO show. Yeah. So. And the other thing about, about real quickly about um, voice control and gestures, and, and we'll get to, to Don Me, the, one of the hosts of our AV social show, is uh, I was going back through our, our CDA coverage uh, about a week or so ago, and we interviewed uh, Rich Fergoza, um, interviewed a company called Fibaro, uh, F-I-B-A-R-O, <laughs> they had gesture control uh, picture frames, they had gesture control devices, they had uh, little small little buttons that you hit and you could program it with macros that make them do things. All runs the backbone of Z-Wave, which can connect to a couple of different control systems, control for being one of them. So we are that com combined with, with the voice control, which I have talked about and written about ad nauseum and, you know, you guys could probably talk, you know, say how much I love it at this point. But uh, it, that those two things right there, they'll migrate into the, the corporate boardroom because the CEO and the CIO are going to have this there in their home. They'll walk in and say, well, why can't I do that here? I can do it in my home. And this is, you know, sometimes more important than my home. Um, all right, Miss Dawn Mead uh, from NetAV, also the host, as I mentioned, of our AV social. How are you, ma'am? Very good, thank you. My apologies for being late. I was giving blood. So yeah. make sure if you're giving blood this holiday season, people appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Looking very festive with a Christmas tree behind her head. So uh, what were the, the biggest stories, one or two stories for you this year? Oh, gosh. Um, I mean, it, it's, it's, we said this last year, I think. It's kind of been a more of the same year, and yet it hasn't. There's been a lot of new things. So there hasn't been like any massive ground shaking thing I don't remember other than all the acquisitions and that obviously, you know, is, is changing the face of us, but it's been more of the same. It's been more moving away from traditional box integration and, and, and stuff integration to the more systems and ecosystem based design for, you know, those of us in the integration world um, that has really picked up steam this year. And if after two years or three years of it, you haven't figured it out, integrators watching this, figure it out because you're going to be out of business next year if you don't because um, it's picking up that much steam. Um, and, and the acquisitions are, are I think, the, the other big story in that we're really seeing recognition of AV as an industry now from venture capitalists, from the IT world, from some big businesses that previously we were unheard of. You know, we were just, you know, I, I always say we've been an industry around for over 100 years. The association's been around over 75 years, and nobody knows who we are and what we do. They're figuring it out. They're buying our companies. They're buying our products all the time. And they're realizing how integral we are to the modern business world. 
So I, I think that that is also going to continue apace as the next year comes in, and we're going to see a lot more of that. But um, those just off the top of my head are the two biggest. I mean, there's little stories that involve certain manufacturers, certain products, but, but looking at the macro view of the industry, I would say the evolution away from box sales and the recognition finally of AV as an industry are the two biggest for me this year. No. All right. Uh, this, I, I, got, I, got one, I got one quick rebuttal since I'm not in the same house. Oh, here you um, go. Just for clarification, Harry and Don are, are not brother and sister. Harry Mead and Don Mead are married. So the power couple of AV. And we'll be sharing a car later going to Pittsburgh that I will hear about this. Um, <laughs> the uh, I actually would disagree that AV – commercial AV is getting its recognition um, just based off of how I, I think it's actually being commoditized and just rolled into other industries now. Um, look at, we, we talked about the, uh, the acquisition of Harman for its auto stuff, not for anything that, that we deal with on a normal daily basis. Um, just, as as some of these other big, the big companies, the big companies are making their money by stamping out rooms, commoditizing rooms, okay, commoditizing rooms and providing the surface service to keep them uh, to keep them up, and that's it's to me it's more of a commoditization of what is going on in the AV industry as opposed to getting recognition that we are something it's like oh yeah you guys do something and here yeah okay <laughs> but here's the thing there Harry and 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 not that I have any desire to get into any kind of marital spat um you you have the purchase of Samsung and granted you know the 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 billions of dollars they spent had they even mentioned the fact that it was it was all their their in car um, entertainment systems, but the fact that Microsoft has has entered into this industry, uh, Cisco a number of years and is getting more and more deeply into this industry, it's not it may be commoditization, but it's commoditization because they see they see a, a problem or a pain that they think they can fix and they can make money off of that fix. So, well, I was going to say, and if I can also rebut. Harry's point. I think he's kind of proving my point, my, my uh, warning to other integrators. He answered that question, approaching it from the old mindset of this is how we've always done AV and they're not buying this. They're buying this new thing where we're integrated with IT and this new thing where we're approaching things differently. I think it's a case of the industry has evolved so much that we are of value to the IT world and able to do stamped out commoditized rooms and that's a lot of value because we're everywhere. They understand that this technology is here. We need it. We have to do it. These people have been doing it. Let's bring them into our world and use them, use their expertise and, and, and move forward in, in this new, new paradigm. I mean, I think that's really the case of it. Yeah, uh, but Dawn, you're talking about AV companies moving into a service model. Meanwhile, Harry's going to auctions where people are selling off goods that they couldn't sell that were selling on the shelves. Are we that smart yet? Well, I think we're giving some of us giving, are. Well, some of us are, but a lot of us aren't. There is some serious old schoolers still with that mindset that I am going to sell you this trinket and you're going to buy a bunch of it. And you know what? I got such a great deal. I'm going to put this on my shelf and I'm going to sell this all day. 
Meanwhile, digital media devices that you have bought in a year or in a year ago are next to obsolete today. So you want to still sell that box? Okay, people want to talk about 4K like it's the next thing. You know, go to conferences and talk about how great 4K is. 4K is gone, dude. We've discussed this. 4K is now, 8K is on the horizon, and 16K is just over that horizon. You know what I'm saying? You go for every conference that we go to, for every trade association meeting that we go to, and every uh, seminar that people want to talk about, what the next big thing is, and I hear 4K, I'm going to go nuts, dude. It is happening today. It has happened already, and if we are not prepared for what is coming down the line, we got bigger problems than 4K. And 4K will be there for a while because people still don't know what to do with it. And not, not I'm not talking about the resolution size. The resolution size is, a, is an evolution, right? Mm-hmm. But it's a bigger, it's a bigger palette. And I think that's some of the conversations that are, that are being have, had are about what to do with that palette and, and with that size of palette, right? Uh, all right, as we, as we wrap up here, and, and Trego will get you the, the first swing at this. Um, look ahead. Get, give me what, uh, what are we going to be talking about this time next year uh, for 2017? There are two things, one of which I just wrote a very long article about for uh, Sounding Calm. At least the part one was published in December. Part two will be coming out in January. Uh, and the other of which I have an NDA on, but will state as carefully as I can um, how screwed some people on this call and their associated companies or company types will be. Uh, so IOT is, is it's, it's, it's reality. It's here. I mean, it's not just the voice control. It's not just the gesture control. It's devices talking to devices without you having to do anything. This is the thing is I keep hearing people talk about voice and I'm like, yeah, but I can walk into a room and make the room work just because I exist. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to say anything. I don't have to wave my hand. I don't have to pull out the semaphore flags. Thank you, George Tucker. I will give you that love. Um, I will just walk into a room. The room will turn on. It will log me in. It will log me into my meeting. And it it's doing this already. We're, we're in our infancy of it. But voice control is already, yes, it's cute and fun, but it also doesn't work reliably. Not Whereas yet. It does not work reliably. It doesn't matter if it's yet. The statement holds true. You're, yeah. you're talking yeah. to an industry that lives off of good enough, dude. Come on. Well, yeah. Again, and this is where I go back to, if I can eliminate a user interface that I don't need, I don't need it anymore. What, what, what purpose does it serve? That's, cra- that's crazy talk. That's crazy talk, Mr. Shrago. I can just walk into a room and have it do what I want it to do. Why do I need voice control? Uh, why do I need any control? That's, that's kind of my point is these, these APIs and this development is we're going to start to see these things grow faster, not because AV companies are developing them, but because Silicon Valley is developing them. Yeah. And there, there's, um, there's a little bit there. Real, real quickly, you, you mentioned Semaform. Uh, one of our, 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 our biggest uh, helps and, and one of the founders of AV Nation, George Tucker has once several times famously stated that he has no use for gesture control and, and, uh, he uses the whole semaphore, which, if I'm not mistaken, is communication through flags. Is that right? Yeah, Correct. flags. Okay. So the other part of this is we're starting to see this big data aspect emerge with companies that know what to do with it. 
Um, there are companies out there that are developing smart software suites uh, that can literally reach out and as a business grows, let's say they wanted to add another room, that room will program itself. You put it on the network, you point your network at it and it will say, oh, this is the parameter file I need, great, done. You are at that point now, if that starts to grow in popularity and that starts to show its efficiency that an actual integrator isn't needed because now you're talking about drawing, it's proper drawings, it's proper design work, and then the programming is gonna take care of itself and then you're utilizing VPNs and remote access in order to properly program it, except in the initial configuration. But as you continue to develop, and once you have that initial configuration dialed in, as you duplicate rooms, qualified integration firms are going to continue to diminish and continue to absorb themselves and continue to purchase themselves and continue, and it's, we're going to see a smaller offering from these groups. Now, this may not happen next year, um, but from what I've seen, it's a lot closer than I think the industry realizes. All right, Harry, from your standpoint, where do you, uh, where do you see 2017 heading for us? Um, I was just going to, I'll, I'll go a slightly different way and, and just sort of look at the tech. Um, we, we saw in 2016, um, the beginnings of the advent of yes, OLED, um, of the super thin, very, not necessarily flexible, but flexible in its application screens and being able to put screens in any different location that you want um, and, and that sort of thing. So I think video is going to get more integrated, but I think you are still going to need someone to do do some of this initial integration i agree with uh shrago on the uh on the enterprise stuff once you get the rooms knocked out yeah you just add rooms and and they automatically just do themselves and that's um yeah i think that's uh that's definitely coming and uh i could see some of that happening now because it's already happening in some ways um but, uh, but yeah, so lot, again, more network-based stuff. I mean, we saw a lot of uh, network-based microphones starting to happen this year. Um, it's going to get to the point where we're just going to put in a big, uh, big switch, uh, a big network switch and just plug everything in and point it all at each other. Yeah, and I, I think that's one of the things that, that I wrote about this year about a network layer control system where the control box themselves, that, that one massive box that, that we point everything to is most likely going to go away. Um, there's a good chance for that. So, uh, Mr. Neto, what do you say about 2017? Uh, 2017, let's go technology. I think that we are coming in a, to a point where at some point we are going to lose ceiling microphones. <laughs> I think what? that, uh huh. I think at some point the beam array microphones are finally going to start pushing the hardwire ceiling mic out of the space. Uh, I don't think it's any, um, it, it's any great shake to say that. Uh, more and more companies are starting to develop the beam array or beam forming microphones. So I see that as a trend that continues on in 2017. Uh, it's something that um, I've noticed. Um, especially on when you're doing with the new building designs and, and retrofits, 
just getting to the ceilings have always been a problem and microphone placements are becoming a problem. And I'm currently going through a big product rollout on the VC side, uh, excuse me, on the BTC side. And, you know, the conduits and all that, nobody wants to go ahead and start trenching out just because AV wants it there. So I think that there has uh, always been an opening for a wireless microphone. Um, but I think the beam forming ones are the only ones that actually blanket an entire room and probably do a better job than some of the other stuff. So it may be a little early for me to say the death of the ceiling mic, but we're getting there. I think that uh, technology is finally starting to catch up even to our old friends on the audio side. So that's my bold prediction for 2017. The other thing I think will, uh, that uh, sad trend that will continue uh, is that you are going to still see mergers and acquisitions, but this time it's going to be bloodbaths where people are going to be acquired and people are going to get let go that don't offer the skills set anymore that the companies are looking for. I am not just necessarily um, talking about you have to be IT only, but I think the whole mindset, mindset change or shift in business is finally going to hit the AV side where, you know, you can't be one trick ponies anymore. So, yeah. All right. Uh, Ms. Daniel had the last word here on, on predictions for 2017. Well, I'm going to go ahead and agree with two of my panelists here. Well, I actually agree with all three of them, but um, two in particular, to Harry's point, um, of course, 2017 is going to be the year that OLED finally makes its big breakthrough because if you look over my shoulder here, Harry and I this year finally replaced our awesome Pioneer PDP 503 CMX plasma that has served us faithfully for over a decade, but didn't have an HDMI port to be had with an LED. And so of course, now that that happened, I just a week or two ago saw a, a fabulous webinar with Melissa Doman on the upcoming digital wallpaper, OLED wallpaper, which is exactly what I've been craving for as long as I've heard the term OLED, which is like what, 12 years now, Tim, something like that. Years, yeah. a, an enormously long time. It is the promise. It is the thin, flexible, Slap it on your wall and just make it happen. It bends. You can bend it off. Lift it off. I mean, it, it, it's what I've been craving. So, of course, it's coming out in 2017 now that we've got this one. And maybe in 10 years when this one's up, uh, the flexible digital wallpaper that is so sexy that I've been craving for so long will be affordable for me. Um, that's my hope. Um, but to Josh's point, um, I, 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 and, and somewhat to Chris's point, we are going to continue seeing the acquisitions and the mergers, there may be bloodbath, but we're going to see a lot, and, and this is what I was saying earlier, you have to evolve. Integrators, techs, programmers, whoever's watching this, you have to evolve. If you're still in the hardware model, you're done. If you're in the IT model a little more in a services model, that's good, that's a good start. But we really have to take it on ourselves as individuals in the industry to focus on our cross-training to focus on our knowledge of the related industries around us because that's what's going to save our butts when these inevitable mergers and acquisitions happen over the next year, two years, five years, 10 years. Those are going to be the people that still have careers, the ones that are getting into IT beyond just, oh, and it's going to go on the network and I know just enough IT to be dangerous to actually having network skills that they can use in an IT company as well as bringing the AV value. Um, 
cybersecurity. My God, if you if you have any kind of cybersecurity skills and can also have AV skills and a little bit of IT, you're the golden child. That's where you want to be. It's what we used to, you know, 10 years ago, we were looking for people to join the integration company that had the technical skills and new programming. And those were the, the ones we really wanted and some design background. Now, if you have the cyber and the IT and some AV background, you're going to be the ones to survive the inevitable bloodbath that's coming. Um, I think we have to think about cross-training. We have to look at new opportunities, new associations maybe that have certifications to bring those skills to the table so that we do have a career in the future. Um, and, and, it, and it's going to continue in 2017. That, I mean, that's my prediction. Here in the D.C. area, we've had just in the past year two or three big players in, in my career in the past, you know, what, 15 years, 20, uh, 15 to 20 years, the ones that were the big names in this region for a long time, completely out of business, one of which Harry used to work for. Um, that's going to keep happening. They're not evolving. They're going to die. They are evolving or the people within them are evolving. They're going to have careers. And I know from Harry's company Christmas party a few weeks ago, half of his current company, which is doing really well, are guys that used to work there and develop their skills and were then an asset to be picked up by this other company. Wow. So I see personal career training and personal growth, a big issue for 2017. You need it because you're going to need it. And I see more of the, the buying and acquisition and evolving of who we are and what we do continuing apace. All right, very good. Uh, <clears throat> you, you guys all use my, my biggest stories of the year, so I won't say that, but my only um, prediction is, is and this is somewhat tongue in cheek. It wasn't a couple of years ago, but um, I, I said that Cisco was going to buy a control company and I, I will step away from that slightly. Um, Cisco announced this year that they were going to re be there. They were releasing a, a AVB TSN Avenue uh, Alliance switch. Part of AVB is you can do control. So, Cisco's getting into control. They've been getting into control. Um, it's something that they're developing. So they don't need to buy one. They've got all the components ready. Um, so they are still getting into um, getting, in, getting into control, but buying a control company probably won't be happening for them anytime soon because they don't need it. So, All right, guys, that's all we've got. Uh, Mr. Neto, thank you, sir. Thank you, Tim. How do people find you? You can find me online at Chris underscore Neto on Twitter. You can find my company, avhelpdesk.com on the interwebs. But I would also like to take this message and I would like to wish a new hat for Josh, a new clock for Tim, better Bluetooth for, for Harry. And Dawn, I hope you find your sexy wallpaper. If not, Harry can help you look for it. And I would like to wish everybody a happy holidays and a prosperous new year as we prepare to... Uh, you know, take a journey into 2017 with this crazy uh, industry that we call AV. Yeah, absolutely. Mr. Mead, thank you, sir. Thank you for having me. How do people find you and or Sonaro? Uh, as I say, um, on Twitter at AV Grump. Um, <clears throat> and uh, the company is Sonero, C-E-N-E-R-O.com. Um, and that's about it. All right, very good. Ms. Don Mead, thank you, ma'am, as always. Thank you. Thanks for having me and putting up with my tardiness. Ah, you were doing a good deed. Try.
Uh, you can find me online, uh, obviously Twitter and most social media at avdawn, like my name. I'm also, uh, I have been working the past couple of weeks on dusting the cobwebs off of avdawn.com. If you want to see some of the blogs I've, pu I've published uh, at AV Nation and elsewhere on my personal blog, let me know if it doesn't work, but it should be redesigned soon. And if you want to find me corporately, NetAV is the company, N-E-T hyphen AV.com. Right. And as Chris said, happy holidays, everybody. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, also, uh, Mr. Uh, Chris Shirago, thank you, sir. Chris Shirago? Chris Shirago? I, yeah, sorry. Chris just sent me a message and I said Chris Shirago. <laughs> Josh Shirago. <laughs> and um, how do people find you, sir? Uh, you can find me online uh, at jsrego, S-R-E-G-O, on Twitter. LinkedIn, just Josh Shrego. I'm the only Shrego of the Josh nature on that site. Uh, and of course, you can always find me at AV Nation. We're always interested in hearing what our audience has to say and offering the opportunity to publish. So if you are interested in setting a New Year's resolution to write for a web blog or join a blogging community, you can email me at josh at avnation.tv. That's josh at avnation.tv. And of course, you can always find me at my company working the long hours, staring at the San Francisco skyline from Oakland at TCOM. Uh, it's T-E-E-C-O-M, and we offer a wonderful array of services for technology consulting. So we are always happy to lend a hand and offer information, including starting to expand some new services going into uh, 2017. Yeah, absolutely. Also, don't forget about Josh's uh, articles, his two-part uh, series in Senate Communications. Uh, he's also writing a super secret one that I'm kind of excited uh, for Commercial Integrator. Tim, can I make uh, some house cleaning? Uh, Certainly. Well, first of all, we'd like to congratulate Mr. Uh, Mr. Josh on uh, being reelected to the uh, CTS um, steering committee. Am I, is that a, is that a correct? Yes, uh, I was reelected. Actually, it was funny. Uh, uh, Jeremy Caldera, myself, and I believe Matt Wood uh, were all up for reelection and all won reelection. So uh, we, it's going to be a fun year going into next year for certification because all three certifications from Infocom, CTS, CTSD, and CTSI are up for ANSI renewal. Nice. So, the other piece of yeah. the other piece of uh, information or news that I have to share is that uh, because he won't do it, uh, if you follow Tim Albright on Twitter at at TD Albright, you'll probably find this out or at Aviation.tv. Um, Tim will be moderating a panel in Washington D.C., which I'm sure the needs will be going to because it's at the Kennedy Center. At the Kennedy okay. Center? Are you freaking kidding me? That's awesome. January 11th. And you can go to the Infocom uh, webpage right now, check under their events. You can register for free. It's hosted by uh, Infocom and Panasonic. Tim's going to be talking some fancy stuff. I hope you get one of those fancy medals that they give at the uh, I'm not getting a medal. I want I you to have a medal. Can, I'm going to send you a freaking medal, dude. I'm this not getting a medal. I, Harry and Dawn, please take him a big chocolate medal or something like that. That'd be awesome. We will. And, and Harry has experience. He actually played the Kennedy Center Honors in 99. So. Well, he knows what they look like. We'll see if we can get you one. Get it and a kilt because we know Harry knows. Has, okay, has on that note, <laughs> thank you all so much. Um, and thank you, seriously. This is, this is kind of my, it's a, it's a nice time of year to, to reflect. Uh, Aviation has been growing the last five years. We started about five, five and a half years ago. Uh, every year I'm, I am humbled and, and amazed at how many people listen and, and download our stuff and, 
and read our blogs that, that Josh is so kind enough to edit for us. Uh, so thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for continuing to watch. Uh, I, I really, really appreciate it. Uh, we've got some great stuff coming in um, next year. Our, uh, our, our web master extraordinaire, Bradford Ben, is uh, putting in the finishing touches on our new website, which should be posting sometime in the next couple of weeks. So we'll, we'll check that out. Uh, Chris mentioned the fact that I'm going to DC to the Kennedy Center with Panasonic and Infocom. Right after that is Integrated Systems Europe. We'll be hitting the ground running on, on in Amsterdam. We are tackling a couple of other things. Uh, I'm going to a, a PSNI event uh, called Super Summit. So if you're a PSNI member, come out and check that out. Then we're going to Digital, uh, digital uh, Signage Expo in, in, uh, in Vegas. Infocom is, is, is in there. Cedia is in there. A bunch of other digital signage. Uh, New York Digital Signage Week is in there. Uh, a bunch of other uh, events as well. So uh, all of that stuff is going to be on our brand spanking new website, avnation.tv, avnation.tv. Uh, I would also be remiss without mentioning uh, the people that the other people that make this possible. Those are our underwriters. Um, Avnation has a different advertising and marketing strategy. We call them underwriters simply because uh, we don't do actual overt ads. There's not like big, you know, fancy things on our website, but they're, they're the people that, that give us money to help us do what we do. So thank you so much to all of them. You can check them out on our website under the underwriting section. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for continuing on this journey. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, uh, Happy New Year, and God bless us, everyone. Oh,